Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everyone. Tonight, The Spilled Tea is live once again. The second to last show. It is December twelfth, twenty twenty one. I am your panel moderator, Emmy Morgan, and we have Veronica, one of my co-hosts, and my other co-host Joe is joining us shortly. Um, we're going to change it up for the last two episodes. So we have one major topic, but then we're going to get a little bit personal. Um, before we get to that main topic. Why don't we do like a really brief catch up? Um, Veronica, how was your week and what did you watch? Like always. Um, I finally got to catch up on watching things, so but I've been tired. Just like it's been actually busy. Um, I think mm-hmm. people are like because of the holiday, they're just like trying to get all the work out before. But then like mm-hmm. there's all this stuff to do beforehand, plus getting like prepped. You know, like decorating the houses and the Christmas shopping. So that's been tiring. But so cannot wait for it to be done. But let's see. Yeah. I watched a back to back holidays. Right? So crazy. Um, let's see. So <laughs> I watched um Christmas clusterfunk because you know, I you know, like you, I do like a Christmas marathon thing. Mm-hmm. But I like to watch like new stuff and old stuff. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, Rachel Dratch and Anna Gaspar from SNL, they did uh, a, yeah. a mm-hmm. like, Hallmark movie parody called Christmas Clusterfunk, because I watched that. That sounds funny. Because I love Hallmark movies, because they're just, like, so formulaic. Mm-hmm. Like, my dream is to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie. So I'm like, oh, I should write one. They are formulaic, but I love it, though. And that's what I love right, about it, do you know what you're going to get. Mine. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and it's just so, like, yeah, but it's just, I, it was a fun movie, but it's, like, hard to parody Hallmark, because they're kind of, like, a parody on themselves, mm-hmm. you know, so it was really hard, yeah. like, they tried, but it was, it was fine, you know, but I was, like, there wasn't enough yeah. of Rachel Dratch and uh, Anna Gaspar. Interesting. And then, like, the leads, because I thought it was going to be about them, but it was more about, like, the other leads, uh, like, one of them oh. was from um, The Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that show, but yeah. Mm, yeah. So like, uh, the, the crazy yeah, ex-girlfriend like with... Um, her, whatever, that was kind of like snarky that she's the lead. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name. Got it. Yeah, she won a Golden fine. Globe, I think. Really? Cool, cool. Oh, I, I think she did. I missed that show. That was a really good show. I didn't like, watch it, but I heard about it. I just didn't watch it. Oh, really? I'm surprised. You know yeah, I don't know. I, just, I like musical stuff. Mm. Um, speaking of musical stuff, I also saw Get Back, the Beatles documentary. The like the first was it four hours? I don't know. It's like so many hours long. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, day because it's like you know I love the Beatles, but it's long because it's basically like an unedited. It feels like unedited version of like just watching them like work on their music. So it's like like kind of like a, a 
you into their like master session of them creating songs, like some of the most famous songs that I don't even remember. Gotcha. So it was really thing as like a songwriter and artist, like you know, and then as a fan. But I fell asleep hmm. a couple times. <laughs> it's a song. Uh oh. But I could have been also tired, but I don't know. But I, I mean, it's fascinating though. If you like Beatles and like seeing how like. Writing songs and well, writing in general is so hard. So it's kind of nice to see like these geniuses are also struggling, and they have like all the people in the world to help them. And then yeah, I, I mean, validate that. I, I oh, no, like the Beatles, but I'm not obsessed with them. You know. Yeah, like I'm not obsessed, but I just I love their music. So I don't know. Like one of the few like like I feel the like Beatles like where you start to like learn like guitar and piano. Hmm. Okay. Taking classes or whatever. And then, uh, oh, yeah, and then one thing I did like about it was that, like, I felt like they always blame Yoko for breaking up the van to validate the fact yeah. that she was just minding her business. They had their own problems. So, like, stop blaming the Asian women and the condom dragon ladies and breaking up things. It's, like, not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> and it's she was just there to like support. in pop culture. You know, it's so messed up. But, yeah, they have their own yeah. problems. <laughs> So I just don't know why this like narrative of like it's all her fault. I don't and know. And I knew like Paul McCartney did most of the writing, or at least in this like documentary. That makes sense. Because I, you know, because I wish I like they make big, more big deal about John, but I don't know mm. if he used to. But like at least by the time like towards the end, it seemed like Paul was doing most of the like taking the leadership role. Because like the manager that they mm. like started with had passed away at like I think it was like thirty two. He was really young when he wow. died. And so, like, they're like... And they they do a biopic. I know. And then the, Paul was, like, saying, yeah, it's like, you know, somehow they realized in the middle of it, they, like, the reason that they weren't getting production done because they're, like, they had the leadership. And they're like, they're like, daddy's gone, which is so weird because I'm like, he wasn't that much older than you. <laughs> right? Like, what is love I don't know. Weird. Um, and then, of course, I have to see Muppet Christmas Carol. That's, like, one of my favorite classics. Because it wasn't, like, on your original list that I saw. Mm-hmm. No. I'm, I was into the Muppets as a kid, but the second I got older, I, I don't know. I just wasn't into them anymore. Oh, that's, like, my favorite Christmas Carol because I love the Muppets. And then Michael Caine. Scrooge is, like, kind of casting genius. And the music, it's just like, you can't be unhappy after watching it. Mm. I don't know, give it a shot. I, mean, I, I don't know, it's my favorite. And then, let's see. Oh, I saw In Just Like That, the Sex and the City reboot. Yeah. I saw the first episode. Because everybody was what like, doing all the spoilers online and everything. So I was like, oh, I guess I have it's to watch stupid. it. They're already doing the spoilers, which was obnoxious. I'm like, it just, it literally mm-hmm. just aired. And I was seeing spoilers, like, within hours. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but the the one thing that pissed me off is that people expect too much of two episodes. They expect this one series that's been off the air for quite some time to cover all these things. It's just been two episodes, folks. Let it, let it simmer. And I like it. I don't know. A lot happened in that one episode, though, that first episode. I was like, what? for more and I'm like okay first of all you are this it it felt like listening to people complain about Biden even though he hasn't been on 
in the office for a year. It's like, let people sit for a minute. There are eight episodes. They need to stretch everything out for eight episodes. Just let it sit for a second. Oh, it was, it was driving me nuts, like some of the things I was reading. I'm like, you guys want too much. And then the thing is, if they did everything that everybody said, you know what they would have said? Oh, my gosh, this show's trying to pack too much into two episodes. Like, you can't win. You cannot win. And it's just like, let this, let this guys, watch it, let it go, play out for eight episodes, and then judge it at the end of eight. Uh, I was not happy with Twitter. I was not. But, but you liked it or no? I loved it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, I didn't wasn't into it when I was little, so my sisters were really into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally. So I don't really remember a lot of it, but it was fun. I mean, the only thing is, like, being from New York, uh, like the geography in it just drove me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, mm. you can't get up way ending up there. So you're like mm. 50 blocks off, and then like, Carrie, yeah. why can't you call an Uber? You have a phone. It's not yeah, years ago. I wasn't just before. The cab thing is not it's it's outdated. Like for her to be like, yeah, like Taxi, I'm like, Yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. You call an Uber. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was so weird. weird. Like a time capsule. But, and also like the plastic surgery was a little distracting. <laughs> the what? It was like a lot of the plastic surgery was a little distracting. Yeah, a lot of people said that. I guess I didn't notice. Maybe, I don't know. I didn't notice. What did you do to your... Also, it could be age because, I mean, it's been quite a long time in between the series. And, I mean, Sarah Jessica alone, she now has, like, three kids. And, um, yeah, I... I don't know. I just think I maybe it's Some more age and, yeah, bad makeup maybe. Like, all, all of a sudden, like, now, I guess it's been whatever, how many years, now they all have, like, black best friends. Like, what is happening? <laughs> that so weird. Why little... did you, one, like, the main cast, yeah. why did they just, like, you're, like, support, supportive POC friend? Yeah. They have to pick up now, now that you're, like, woke. Yeah, later. like the series ended in twenty or two thousand four, but then the last movie was in two thousand ten. So that's a wow. huge gap. Yeah, two thousand ten. That's like eleven years ago. So I think maybe it was just age, but I did. And this is not a spoiler. I did love that Miranda has let her hair grow gray. And I love that. And they she made kind of a conversation about it. It was natural. Yeah, like, she looks great. Hair. And they made a conversation about, you know, like, oh, you should go red. And Charlotte was like, you know, you should go red. And she's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm letting it grow, go gray. I'm like, how amazing but is that? that? Like, yeah, but it's not weird that how you say that, though. It's, and then, like, the way they explained it was kind of like an offhand, like, it was so weird. She just went to London and they don't talk. I don't know. It was very weird the way they handled it. Yeah, it was 
like that's not a spoiler. Everybody knows what happened there. Yeah, because she's not um, in the picture. Right. And I don't know. Like, if I'm mad at one of my friends, I'm not going to cut off all my friends. I just think that's yeah. weird. And also, like, why did it start off with that? You know? Like, it was like, bam, right at the beginning of the episode. I was like, this is, especially we have a good Well, I with. think that was to um, get that out of the way because if they didn't start off with that, people would then be complaining. Why didn't you start off with Samantha? So it's like, they kind of had to. I, I, mean, I feel like they could have buried in the episode a little bit more. No, like, people would have bitched. Oh. People would have <laughs> bitched. I don't know. That's just awkward. the nature of people. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So, you know, on SNL, they do like a, a vintage episode before they do like the new episode. Mm-hmm. So I watched the, in the vintage one because it was SNL with Lucy Liu hosting. I had never seen it. So mm-hmm. cause she was like the first Asian American woman to host SNL. So that was kind of cool to see. Because I always heard it and I've seen clips of it like throughout the years, but I never saw that episode. Hmm. No, I didn't see the vintage. I um, Hulu recorded it. Automatically deleted it because it wasn't new. So. Like, oh, I'll just delete it. <laughs> I should have watched it now that I think about it. It's like, oh, yeah. But no, it's cool to see her do it, but it's like, I like, really did not know how to write for her. Anyways. Yeah. And then, like, the, the really mom was, was like, was racist, which is, like, what I had seen, but I was, like, seeing it, like, in context, it's still, like, ugh, this is so painful. Right. Because her mom, like, is basically doing all the tropes of uh, the Asian women have to do. Of course. They got to get those out of the way, I'm sure. I mean, they, they thought they were being, important. like, felt like, I don't know, clever by, like, doing it, but just because it's SNL, a mostly white institution, it's just so, I don't know, they couldn't pull off. Mm. Yeah. And then the last thing I saw today was, well, I was in the middle of Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. I still need to finish that. But um, Hotness Holiday. So I was like, oh, oh boy. holiday movie, uh, South Asian women. I was like, that's cool. And it's about Diwali. So I was like, that seems like a cool idea. Hmm. And it was stupid fun. You know, was it the greatest thing I ever mm-hmm. saw? No, but it was just fun to see that. And then, you know, Cal Penn was in it, and Aparna. It was kind of cool to see them. Hmm. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I heard about it because Cal Penn was on the talk talking about it, but I didn't. I didn't end up watching it. Yeah, it was. Maybe I'll check that out. It was. It was like yeah, he even called out like in it about um, Harold and Kumar, so that was kind of fun. Hmm. His cameo is really funny. Nice. Um. Well, that sounds like a healthy list. <laughs> yeah, I was like so much, but I'm trying to cram it all in. Before Christmas, I know. I what did I watch? I watched. Um, well, nothing happened during the week. It was just kind of me going through my list. I have two movies left: um, The Grinch, the animated series, or the animated movie with uh, Jim Carrey, and. Um, a Christmas story, but as I said before, 
I've watched a Christmas story on the day of Christmas and I've watched the Grinch, I don't know, whenever. I just haven't had time to. Um but I started watching other Christmas movies. Single All the Way on Netflix. So good. So funny. Um, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Um, a Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields and Carrie Eloise. So and I want to see that one because I love Carrie Eloise. Felt like a Hallmark movie on Netflix. It was yeah. so good. It was so sweet. Harry plays a Scottish guy, which was nice hearing him do another accent. He's just ridiculously talented. And him and Brooke <laughs> know, have a nice him. chemistry. Oh, I just oh. loved it. I just loved it. Yeah. It was, yeah, well, it was good. You know how it's going to end. He's kind of weird but... now. How's the um, feel? He's kind of weird now. She was good in it. She was a little fussy because um, her character was Fussy, but she was good in okay. it. I liked it. Um, trying to think what else I watched. Uh, I did watch something else. I can't remember. Oh, and I didn't write it down. Um, I know you're always watching something. Always. I've always got something. Well, of course, I'm catching up on all my shows and stuff because um, it's the season. Um. What was that? There was a movie I did watch recently. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Un- the Unforgivable with uh, Sandra Bullock. It was really good. It was depressing, but it was good. Um, without spoilers, basically, it was a woman who she killed a sheriff. She, um, who was trying to evict her and her five-year-old sister 20 years ago. Her sister got put into foster care. She got put in jail. She gets out of prison, and everybody in town hates her because she killed the sheriff. And her sister has no memory of her because she was five, and she doesn't remember her sister at all. And Sandra's just trying to get her life back. She's trying to get in touch with her sister again. It was just really really good. There's Viola Davis has a very small part in it. Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, it was good. It was really, really, really good. I was like, oh, you'll cry, you'll laugh. It's everything. It was everything. Um, I think that was it. Um, oh, I watched this cute... So I have this crush on, um, pronounce his name, Dom, Domino, wait, Dom, Domino Gleason. He played General Hook in, um, Star Wars. He was in Peter Rabbit and I loved the first movie, Peter Rabbit, although it was a little bit strange that they almost tried to kill him, um. But I really liked Peter Rabbit. So I watched Peter Rabbit, too, which was on Netflix. And I really liked that, too. And, oh, Domino's so hot. He is so hot. Um, he's my type of hot. Like, he's tall, skinny, which I typically don't like. And then he's got, like, red hair, but he dyed it brown for some reason in the movie. I'm not sure why. Um, but he's so attractive. And he's such a good actor, too. 
So, but I really liked the movie. I thought it was cute. Um, yeah. And I think that was it for what I watched. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was it. Um, I think that... Um, Oh, yeah, Joe, Joe's coming. He just lost track of time. Um, yeah, I was like, wow. Well, you what? It's late for him. <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I feel like I've watched something else, though. Because I, I, what I do is I try to post on my Facebook nowhere else what I'm watching so part of it is that I want to remember, but part of it is giving my little review afterwards. Um, oh, I remember. So I actually rewatched The Family Stone. And why that's important is that movie came out in 2005. Sometimes in life you... Because after I watched it the first time, I was done. I was just like, I hate this movie. I'm never watching it again. And so 16 years later, watching it again, I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't so bad. Why did I hate this? And I can't really remember why I hated it, to be honest with you. Is that the one with um, you no, that's the one with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker where she plays that um, uptight girl and she keeps going. <clears throat> oh, well, she keeps clearing her throat. I think I can remember. Yeah, fine. and I'm like, why did I hate this movie? It's not that bad. Why did I hate it? Sure, I was a mess at the end, but uh, I don't know why. But I don't know. Um. So, yeah, I watched that. I also watched, um, oh, I just, the live version of Different Strokes and um, Facts of Life. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. We did? Well, I mean, briefly. How I said I wanted to be held by Madonna Lascaux the way he held Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. Oh, we talked about it through text. That's right. I forgot. Um, one question though, with the other ones like Archie Bunker and um, the Jeffersons, they cast kind of age properly, you know, age appropriately. Why was Jennifer Aniston playing Blair? Well, I didn't like any of the casting was, for the other ones. I was like, especially when they brought in like the original uh, cast like members. I'm like, why couldn't they do it? Right. You're going to cast Jennifer – well, first of all, <laughs> if you're going to cast Kevin Hart as Arnold and and Damon Wayans, who's pushing 60 as Willis, who's up – literally, this man said, Dad, I'm 13 years old. I'm like, man, you're a great-grandfather. Like, what is going on right now? It's, like, so weird, the casting. It's so weird. I'm just like, but I mean, it is fine. Kevin, Kevin did a good job, though. 
as yes, the kid that was hilarious. About the same size. That was kind of funny. Yes. And he's got the same mentality. And he he was Arnold. Like, I get it. It was funny. Except, like, with, um, but it was you know, strange. Gun, like, he was, like, so, like, Jack. Kevin Hart is so fit. Like, no child is that fit. The only person that, the only two people I think were cast pretty accurately were um, John Lithgow and Ann Dowd. I mean, he looked yeah, like Mr. Okay. Drummond. And Ann was amazing as Mrs. Garrett. I mean, perfect casting. But Jennifer Aniston in a schoolgirl costume, and I'm like, is this like a porno or something? This is this feels weird. This feels really, really weird. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then John Stewart, oh, everybody was like way too old. And then like, um, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman, I just. I don't know. Wait, that was John Stewart? Yeah. God, I had no idea. I was trying so to figure bizarre. out who that guy was. He's like not even an actor. I was like, who is this guy, Carl? He doesn't even look familiar. John Stewart did not look, I had no idea who he was. None whatsoever. Oh, what my God. Daily show and, uh, about it. I kept trying to figure out who he was. Anyway. Um, and then I'm trying well I did like Voice about Men just, a theme song. That was kind of cool. That was cute. Yeah. The thing I do have to say about And Just Like That I feel like fan of the show who watched all six seasons. Um, I think I've run through it about, well, I run, ran through the original run, and then I went through the DVDs. I want to say I went through it about four times, because uh, I do have the box set. Um, wow, hardcore. I, and I've watched the movies, and I just picked up a magazine all about it. I... Do you feel like the show did the series justice? Um, but it is quite jarring for me. Maybe it's because I'm like, <laughs> I feel old. It's quite jarring for me for some of these like teen characters or characters that were babies as, or not even existing as kids on the series and now they're like teenagers and they're doing stuff and uh, particularly Brady I'm just like like gross really gross um yeah it's a little weird but I think that's just me being I didn't expect the show to be so depressing that first episode you know I thought it'd be like a celebration yeah. of the that came over. Yeah. Um, and the second episode, I don't know. I just was like, huh. They're bringing that person back? That person was only in like 
one episode for half a minute. All right, whatever. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I mean, yeah. It was okay though. I think it tied up some loose ends, but I like I said before, I think we're gonna get an explanation on some of the other ones. So we shall see. Um, not sure when Joe's popping in, but let's just go into it. Um, the one topic that we we're going to talk about before we get into more personal stuff is Jesse Smollett. Um, he was found guilty on, I think, four of the five charges against him. And this is all stemming from his fake uh, January. Was it last January or January before that? I think it actually was January before that. Um, so what had, to refresh everyone's memory, Jesse had said he was the victim of a hate crime. He said that he got beat up by two two people and called a racial slur at the time that he got beat up. Um Oh, it was 2019. Wow, January 2019. Jeez, that's... So here's the thing. Um, well, as he was getting beat up, they, he said he said that the person said, this is a MAGA country, referring to um, Trump, obviously, and that they... The police were called, and when the police got there, just Jesse had a... a a white rope around his neck insinuating that they put it on his and then video cameras showed something different. So he was charged originally with filing a false report. He the charges got dropped later and everything was cool. And then a month after that the city of Chicago filed a lawsuit against him for $130,000 damages uh, for wasting police efforts and whatnot. Those charges were also dropped. Um, and then they, they said, okay, well, February of last year, uh, a special prosecutor was saying, you know, like, maybe we should reopen this. He's like, okay. So then June of last year, Jesse was like, well, this is double jeopardy. You can't, I've had two cases dropped against me. You can't do this. And the judge was like, yeah, we can. So then his trial began last month, and then he was found guilty of five of the six charges. Um, Before we get into my opinion on it, I wanted to hear your opinion on it, your take on this, Veronica. I don't know. It's just, it was such a mess. Like, the whole thing was such a... <laughs> it was Chicago, right? So it just, like... Yeah. Just, Chicago just looked like... The police department looked like such a joke. I can I see why there would be mad. retaliation embarrassment, right. You know what I mean? But and, do you and think then also, that like, he deserves this? Like, he deserves to be in jail for this? 
I mean, he definitely should be penalized because he did mm-hmm. make up a crime that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. And then hired, like, these, like, weirdos to, like, go through with it. You know, like, it was like he said, there was, was it exercise or something like that? And then... And then yeah, he was a personal like, trainer. To, like, to like kidnap and assault him. Like this is so bizarre. Mm. Just because you weren't happy with your storyline on a TV show, this seems like excessive. Right, and allegedly um, the that's what happened. What Veronica's referring to is allegedly he wanted to get more money from his show. So he wanted to put him, he concocted this whole scheme so that, again, allegedly, so that he could get some notoriety and have his name in the paper and have this sympathy, and that would drive up his popularity, and then he would be able to renegotiate. So that's what she's referring to. Um, yeah, it's a bit crazy to me what people will do. <sighs> um, my and is it related to um Jess, Jesse Follett from um the HBO show that I love? What's it called? So the woman just got canceled. Um, is it oh, related um, to Jesse? I forgot. It's so good too. Um, like when I. I Oh, it's at this point where it got canceled. Um, oh, Lovecraft Country, his sister. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. They're related, his right? Sister Journey. Yeah. They have, like, I want to say, like, six kids. And she was amazing in that show. Um, this is a huge yeah, actress. Still... Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah. what happened to him? I don't know. Like, I can't let keep doing any of that. And... Everything get to imagine dad. her like faking her own crime or whatever hate crime. So, no, so insane. Personally, I think if we're gonna punish him, then we should punish Amy Cooper, who was on videotape pretending to be attacked by a black man. Granted. She didn't waste resources and whatnot, but my God, she almost got this guy killed. She literally almost got this man killed, and charges against her were also dropped, and they've been abandoned. And what about that runaway bride? Do you remember years and years ago, this woman, I want to say she was from Georgia or Florida or somewhere, she was about to get married, she was she disappeared people said she was kidnapped and she said three black men um took her kidnapped her and they did all this research you know they they wasted all these resources to try to find these three black guys that did not even fucking exist and you know what after it came out that she made it up and she just didn't want to get married she wasn't arrested she didn't get penalized so my question is, why is it that Jesse has a whole trial, it's all embarrassing, Chicago sues and everything, but in other instances where other people have filed false claims and done the exact same thing, 
even worse, sometimes it's in, you know, it involves human life. Why are they not penalized? And he is. And I, I just don't get that. I don't get well, you the know, Court systems are not for non-white people. Right. And I, I do, like you said, I do believe that he deserves to be punished. But make the punishment fit the crime. Like, uh, maybe have him pay everything back. But going forward, create something called uh, Jesse's Law, where if you report a fake crime, you get penalized for that. And you have to pay the resources. Don't let this, you know, be just a one-shot deal where it's, oh, you're penalizing Jesse, but nobody else. Because white women tears get away with anything. And what about, like we talked about last week, should Alice Siebold be paying some? Look at what she did to that man. And is Jesse going to And I'm pretty sure she's not paying out anything. She's not paying a dime to him. And in fact, he can't even sue. I think it was you or Joe that brought it up. There's a GoFundMe to help. Yeah, yeah, because the state, even though like, whoops, they're like not giving him any like restitution, so then people are raise money for him. One dime. I'm like, how is it that you can like screw up somebody's life and not have to have any consequences? Right, right. And I'm glad that the part five got money. I'm glad that. Jamal uh, True Love got money. Like, these are people that were falsely accused, spent time in prison, their lives were altered forever. Yeah, they need to be paid compensation. But it needs to keep going. Like, you can't just make one person pay and the other person doesn't. You know, so that's my take on it. I just Ugh, it's just annoying. Anyway. I know, every day, um, like, do this setting. Especially the stuff with so the Supreme funny. Court. So, so funny because sometimes they get it right. It's like for every Derek Chauvin, they, we have Kyle Rittenhouse. And then we have the, uh, the Ahmaud Aubrey killers. And then Josh Duggar, thank God, is off the street. But then we'll have another person that did something egregious and they get away with it. And it's, like, so uneven. Like, I I just don't – I don't understand. I don't get it. Because it depends on which court, anyway. right, and how much fuss people make. I guess. I think it's all, to, to your point, about publicity. Like, I feel like they – the courts were like, well, we don't want to ruin the life of a child, so we'll let them off. But then these three guys, oh, they, they've lived a good they, – they can go to jail. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's like back-to-back. And, and the thing really quickly about Josh Duggar that really boils my blood is that his parents, at the time that this man knew – or that this man committed his crime, because they were crimes. He was 17. No, he was, wait, 17 or 15? 
and his younger sisters were underage at the time. When he confessed to what he did, they let the church decide what to do with him. And then when they finally did tell the police, they said, oh, he's been through counseling. He's fine. And the police said, oh, okay, let him go. They let this man assault another babysitter. They let him get married, have five kids, and cheat on his wife publicly. And then they also let him download porn. And the reason why I say they let him is because had they stopped him when he was a child, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe he wouldn't be in the place he is now. But, of course, good old Jim, Bob, and Michelle, they want to put their, hand, their, their hands in God, and God will take care of everything. Yep. Maybe we need a good swift kick in the ass. Maybe maybe Bubba needs to take care of Josh. Well, as you've seen, there's a lot of bad parenting going on right now. So, I mean, like a written mom. Oh, my God. The, uh, one of the girls crawlies. endangered her child. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That family. Oh, uh, my God. I just, I don't, I don't, ugh. Like so many awful people but you know what's funny? Abusing them. That was the same family that said being gay isn't family valued. That is fucking hilarious. Hilarious. That's the thing. People who preach the most tend to be the ones that are like, have these like secret, dark actions or whatever, or things that they're covering up. Exactly. Because they have to overcompensate, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, Speaking of overcompensating, let's talk about, we want to get a little personal before we go. Um, Let's talk about our personal lives. Um, What has, the question for both of us, obviously, I'll let you answer first. Is Joe not coming? What's happening? I don't know. I, I guess he's not. I'm not sure. I texted him, but he hasn't popped in yet. Um, how do you think the pandemic has changed you on a personal level? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, like, so broken now. <laughs> like, yeah? It's so crazy. I, I just feel like every day I'm, like, living this nightmare because I'm like, we're in a pandemic and people are acting like it never happened. Not only that, like we just, but they're acting like the government is the enemy for trying to help us with yeah, like they're willfully and, trying to kill people. And social distance. Yes. Yeah, like, like getting it's a vaccine crazy. is just so horrible. I'm like, I'm sorry, did yeah. you not get a measles vaccine? Did you not get all the other vaccines we've had since we were little? And you try to point that so, out to them, and they get pissed. Weird. weird. They're like, it's this one's got 5G in it. Whatever. Do you, like, hear yourself how crazy you are? Oh, well, and then, like, people are like, how to mask. Like, people don't know. Like, two years in, we still know how to wear masks. Like, over the nose. <laughs> Why is this so hard? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, and I've lost so many people 
because during this pandemic, I'm just like so angry that the people are like being wow. so cr- criminally negligent. It feels like, and it, it's crazy how like immature they're being. Like very. And the immature. thing is, like dragging out the pandemic. Like you want your freedom, then right. get your vaccine so we can all just get this over with. But this like piecemeal thing, it's like it's just gonna drag it out because we're gonna keep on having mutations. And then I have to get another stupid booster. Oh, yeah. Well, so the the vaccine, the two vaccines and the booster must not work because we still have a mask mandate. Yeah, because of unvaccinated people, you idiot. Yeah, because it's your fault. We wouldn't have to if you did it from the beginning and stayed home. Oh, my God. And that goes, like, we just had um, SantaCon. Do they have that where you are? Where people, mm-hmm. like... Trashy people get drunk and dressed up in like Santa-related clothing. Ew. So they hadn't done it because like COVID, and now they came, and I'm like, oh, there's definitely going to be a spike. These people are yeah, jerks they're and they're drunk and they're definitely not masking. So I was like, oh, afraid to leave my apartment because they descended upon the city. But it's also like we all want to get back to normal. Don't you see what I happened know. in Australia? When everybody stuck to the the rules, it went away. It went away. And it's crazy <sighs> to me, like, over 700,000 dead, and they're like, oh, not a big deal. It just, like, it was inevitable. No, it was completely avoidable. And what they'll say, more people die from the flu every year. Which they do Incorrect. not. It's like this, this misinformation <laughs> is so crazy to me. And what gets me is, like, it's like, People are so, like, brainwashed by, like, whatever YouTube or whatever, or Fox or OAN or whatever they're watching that, like, even, like, people who are, like, educated, they, like, just, like, even if you confront them with, like, truth or information, they're, like, well, I just can't accept it. <laughs> like, I just don't understand how this brainwashing works. But the, the thing that really irks me, and I said it before, the person that told you COVID isn't real, had COVID, and has had the vaccine, most definitely. Every living president had to get the vaccine. Every living president. And at the time, he was one of them. So he had to get the vaccine. He had to get the booster. Guys, what are you doing? Do you not understand? (laughs) He's had the vaccine. He allegedly had COVID. Uh, also, what do like, you mean it's not real? I've lied to you so many times. Why are you taking them on authority? It didn't Literally, go away. he's not told the truth to you. He said that he was exactly. going to build a wall and get Mexico to pay for it. He didn't do that. Why do you believe or, anything or else Or COVID was said? not real, and then when it was real, it's right. like just going to go away magically. And then when he said it wasn't real, he went on tour and said, get the vaccine. Guys, it irks me how stupid people are. And then you heard about, like, how um, he had it and tested positive mm-hmm. for it and then went, like, spread it to, like, 500 people. And yep. then blamed it on, like, the veterans' families for giving him, even though he's the one who had it and gave it to them. It's crazy. And also, like, um, um, how is it that we have a PowerPoint for a coup and nobody's, like, nobody cares? A what? It's like, 
uh, some of the like as the January sixth committee, they're getting all this information. Apparently, someone made a PowerPoint of like how to overturn the election on January sixth. A PowerPoint, <sighs> and like no one's like talking about it. There's like so much evidence of like them trying to like go to the states and bullying people to try to like change the results. And there's a PowerPoint and like, but let's talk about other things. The end of democracy. Yeah, how is it that everybody associated to Trump is in trouble, is in jail, is everybody, everybody that that man has ever come in contact with is in trouble. Yet you people don't think that he's the ringleader? I'm so confused how that works. If everybody associated with him is evil, is a traitor, don't you look at the person? Like, ay, 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 it's so confusing. It must be so confusing. It's just so funny to me how they, like, said it was, like, a witch hunt. And, like, it seems like a really, really successful witch hunt. Yeah. Hundreds of people have been, like, indicted or whatnot. I don't get it. I don't know. And they always want to blame the left. It's the left. It's the left. Uh, people were the same people that said back the blue, and then you killed the blue. Not the left. You did. You put a fucking flagpole through someone's shoulder. You guys did that. Not the left. You're not going to take responsibility. I'm. I'm lost. Oh, yeah, Did you yeah, see that yeah. one? It was like the real estate agent at um, what's her name, like Jenna or something, for January sixth. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, she's going to go to jail, and she's like bragging about it. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do yoga in prison. Like these people oh, are like, my god, major like out of the mind. <sighs> going to be a wake-up call because I don't think she's going to the Martha Stewart prison. <laughs> she no, committed she a violent... Like, this This resulted in death. Like... And didn't she, like, fly a bunch of people you, or she flew on somebody's plane? I forgot what it was. That she was, like, putting on video. My favorite is, like, people are getting caught because they're putting on, like, TikTok or whatever and bragging about it. And then, surprise, Facebook, you're going to jail. Yeah, stupid. Moron. I'm glad that they were stupid, though. I love a dumb criminal because they help make it easier. I know, but Literally. what's scared to think, what if they had, like, people actually knew what they were doing? We could have actually not, it could have gone a different way if we actually had people that were not mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Um, I think the pandemic has changed me and given me confidence. Confidence that I didn't really have before. Um, I just did a TikTok today where I showed my, like, full body. And I typically don't do that because I'm just, like, so, like, in my feelings about my body. And it was the um, dinner, not dinner scene, but actually maybe it was the dinner scene from the heat where Melissa McCarthy um, yells at the two girlfriends at the, at the uh, dinner table. And when I was playing Alyssa, Melissa McCarthy's character, I was standing up because I had to get a full body shot to, like, I don't know, whatever. 
But that was a huge thing for me. And I don't think I would have done that pre-pandemic. In fact, during the pandemic is when I started TikTok. It was May of 2020. Um, I don't know. I think it's just really the pandemic has changed because it's given me a confidence that I didn't 100% have before. Um, a lot of introspection. Um, my clothing style changed. My, I don't know, my wig game got better. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know how staying at home made me more confident, but it did. And I think it's because I, I had been talking about getting a at-home job for about a year before this all happened. And so when I finally got what I wanted, I was like, wow, I'm pretty happy with it. I really love being at home working. So, yeah, I think that's how I changed a little bit. And also, um, I got into, I had, I was dating somebody during the pandemic, and it was the first relationship I had had since I come out as trans, and that was huge for me. And although it didn't work out, I learned, even though it was a couple weeks, I still learned what I can put up with, what I um, will never put up with, and also I learned more about myself. So um, I did do a podcast interview with um, one of my friends earlier today, and I got into much more detail. And if you want to check that out, um, you can. I'm not, I'm not going to go into detail here because that's not the type of podcast. But, um, yeah, I just I feel like I learned so much more about myself during this pandemic. And so I are you dating for myself now or? More. I'm talking on the to app people. Though? Yeah, I'm still on the apps. I'm talking to people. There's this one guy that I'm still talking to. Um, he's so nice, so nice, and he's he's been the same guy for weeks. He hasn't changed. He has still been the same. We talk on the phone, we we video chat. Um, we haven't met yet because he does live a little bit of a distance away. But I'm not like I'm going much slower than I was before. I mean, it's been a couple weeks and we still haven't gone on a date yet. So. Um, I'm really content so with taking it slow. Yeah, I think we will. Um, he's got a few personal things to wrap up, which I'll go into detail offline with you. Um, <laughs> but no, that's not gonna, a good sign. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but he he's a good guy. Like He's a really good guy. Really good guy. And he's very handsome. Um, he, he's kind of a unicorn. Like, I, I haven't met anybody quite like him before. I don't want to go bragging about him because I don't think he's, like, the world's greatest human being. I don't think that person exists, but I don't know. Like, when I get a text from him, I'm like, huh, well, that's nice. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, Are you still getting, like, weird messages on, because that- we had fun talking about, like, all the weird messages we would get, like, in our DMs um, or whatever. As much. 
So I paid for a month on these websites. I said, I'll give it a try. I met this guy on one of them. So uh, I'm not really paying attention to some of the messages because, and I don't know if anybody knows this algorithm, when you don't pay for a dating app, your messages start to go down. It's like they stop matching you with people as often. So my messages have gone down a little bit, thank God. There is this one guy that I kind of been talking to, but it's just like so monotonous and so slow. And like super slow. Like I don't even know like anything about this guy. And it's been weeks. Other guy, I know a ton about him. So it's just, I don't know. There's disparities and um, disparities, sorry, and um, the different guys that I'm talking to, but we'll see. I'm not in a rush at all, especially during the holidays, because I don't want to be buying nobody presents right now. Too late in the game. But, um, <laughs> well, actually, if you date late, do you have to get gifts? Uh, I don't know the etiquette. I've literally never dated somebody during a holiday. I'm just oh, realizing that now. Yeah, the longest relationship I had was nine months on and off, and that was from March of t- 2008 to, uh, wait, March. Yeah, until uh, December of 2008. Um, but we broke up right before um, Christmas, so it's like I didn't yes, have you to get didn't want to get him a gift, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just we both realized. And the funny part is, we both realized that we were friends, and and that you didn't want to get each other gifts. <laughs> probably, but we, I think we did actually get each other gifts. He's actually. Okay become one of my best friends since that last breakup and he's a really good dude he's in a relationship now it was actually before I transitioned um I would consider that ex one of my best friends on the planet because we talk not all the time but we talk often the only thing that's sad is we used to have this place we go to to eat lunch called Border Cafe in um, Boston, well, Cambridge, and it burned down last year. And so we're never able to go back to that place, and we have to find a new place. It had a kitchen fire, and it totally destroyed the place, and they never reopened and never rebuilt it. And now we have to find a new place to go to. But that was our special place. There's a lot of restaurants in Cambridge, though. Our place. Oh, so sad. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. It's yeah. funny because I'm not on apps, but I get these like weirdos like going into my messages. Ew. My fear is like when it's just like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what? Uh, like if I just typical. don't send me hey, I just like delete. <laughs> I don't even know what that I means. Don't I don't know you. Why like, hey? Well, they say that because they want to kind of like 
um, they want to start a dialogue, but they're too chicken shit right, to but actually what, does it say ever something. Work? That's what I'm saying. Does it ever work? Sometimes. To say like, hey, what? Oh, no. Well, they clearly don't know me because I need people. Uh, I'm not into anybody who can't form a sentence. So, <laughs> just fun fact. He's a whole person. They literally are trying to like start a co- like it's the weirdest way to start a conversation ever. It's gross. Um, hey or hey, beautiful. It's the one where I'm like the creeper. Or just like hi, my and I don't even know how like what they're searching for to even find me. It's not like we have common friends or anything. Oh, like for a while it was really weird. I was getting these guys that um like divorced or like suicidal or whatever, like, it's really, really scary for a while. Hmm. And I'm like, how do you, why are you going to reach out to, like, a complete stranger you don't know? <laughs> I don't know. And because people are strange. <laughs> and so I'm starting scary. to understand that more and more. Mm. That's why I can, like, only imagine on apps, because it's, like, this is for me without apps. Yeah, um, I'm kind of a bitch because I will say, have you, have you read my profile? And sometimes they're like, yeah, I did, but I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, but if you didn't read my profile, there's stuff on it that you need to read. And they just don't understand. They think I'm being a bitch. And so they like leave. I'm How long is your profile? Does it have like rules on it? No, it's like five lines. Can't even read that, you know. <laughs> but it also, you know, has the standard, you know, where I'm from, how tall am I. Um, it talks about don't ask me sexual questions if you don't know me. Yeah, and I just don't understand how people can't even take the five seconds it takes to just read. It's not that hard. It's not. It's not that hard. And chances are, if we've matched, I look at your profile. You know what I mean? So I don't understand how the reverse doesn't happen, but whatever. Unfortunately, too many people don't read, and that's why we're in the pandemic that we are in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Excuse me. Are you done Hmm. with Christmas shopping? Like, I have to do Christmas shopping. I'm a little stressed out about it. Because, like, especially with people that don't tell me what they want, which is super obnoxious. But then, like, hate everything you give them. Ugh, <laughs> I know. Why do you this so hard? Because, like, I'm like, I, I like, to what I want. I, like, make very clear what I want. Mm, so, same. I don't understand why you can't do the same. I... We give gifts between my sisters and I after the holiday, so I don't shop right away. Uh, I know basically what I want to get people, but I'll, I I wait until after. That's wait for the after Christmas sales. <laughs> not not just that, but just like after like the madness of Christmas, so that I can just like. I don't know, just, like, ease into my shopping. I used to buy it before, but it's, like, it doesn't make sense to buy before because you're not going to see these people before, so why get their gifts before? 
you know? So I just kind of wait. I'm trying to get, like, all done so then I don't have to, like, be rushing last minute. Because, uh, like, with m- my husband's family, we do Christmas Eve, and then with my family, we do Christmas Day. So I have to have it all ready before then. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to be once I get into a relationship. Like, how am I going to deal with having, you know, uh, another house to go to, you know? Oh, my goodness gracious. Got to plan ahead. That is still stressful. Challenging family members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do, Dale? I'll do with that. Or do you do Christmas Eve? Um, before when my sister was married, I would go to her in-laws house. Now that she's not married to this guy, um, yeah, I just chill, to be honest with you. The day of, I do take myself to a movie, traditionally. I don't know if I'm going to do that this year. Um... Only because, well, there are a couple of movies that I do want to see. I might have to wait till the day after because my nephew and I want to go to a couple of movies. Um, but the day of, I will probably stay home, actually, and not go anywhere. And like I said, it's nice because my sisters and I, we get together, I want to say the day after New Year's or New Year's Day. I can't remember. We haven't planned out a date yet, but um, that's typically when, so that they can spend time with their family, and yeah, it's nice. It's actually really nice not to have the pressure of going to different houses and dropping things off, and yeah, it's kind of nice. Well, then um, it sounds like if you've got a relationship, you would just go to the partners, because it doesn't sound like your family does, has any tradition or whatever. Right? No. For the day of. The only thing that I would wonder is Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is our our holiday. This one Thanksgiving, like I said, yeah, you're um, like three day extravaganza. Jeez, the week. Like, how the hell do I do that? Like, I don't know what I'd do then. I'd probably figure something out. (laughs) One of those days. Because there's no way to do both. No. I mean, maybe once I get into a relationship, we'll have to have Thanksgiving on that Saturday or something. I'm not sure. We'll see. I haven't planned it out yet in my head. Because <laughs> you know I like to plan things out in my head. So, yeah, did you decide who you're marrying uh, yet? Because I had to let your list. I'm thinking probably Brad Pitt. Um, it might have to be Brad because he's like, like, right now, Brad is a Bentley on Clarence. Like, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had a chance with Brad. But now that, you know, everybody in Hollywood considers him persona non grata, maybe he might be up for a little, you know, me. So we'll see. Probably Brad Pitt, though. I think he might be a good good fit. We'll be, um, we'll be... <laughs> Will be Premily. Premily. What about um I thought you like tall guys though. He's a shorty. He's like six feet. No, he's not. 
He is six feet. Come on. Eyes are hurting kind of smelly. Oh, God, really? Damn it. Oh, no, he's 5'11", sorry. Oh, God, that sucks. I think that's an exaggeration from what I heard. Angelina Jolie is 5'8", and she always wore heels, and she was almost as tall as him. So, I don't know. I think that might be accurate. Maybe he's like five eleven, five ten. Maybe um, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. I I was gonna marry Henry Cobble, but I heard some not so flattering things about him. So yeah, um, you're great to Yeah, and somebody who's friend. I know somebody who knows one of his best friends. And when I mentioned that I had a, a crush on Henry, they were like, yeah, you shouldn't have a crush on him. I'm like, ooh. Okay, then. Um, well, all right. I don't know. The list keeps getting smaller and smaller. I have a feeling Chris Evans might be here. Because, you know, people have their personas, right? People are not... You know, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick. Yeah, to... don't don't date actors is what I would recommend. Well, I do have a thing for Carrie Fukunaga. He is so oh, sexy. Well, he he seems wonderful, but yeah, like, oh my God, he is. So handsome too, and they're um, extremely talented. Like I would love to be extremely talented, like ridiculously talented. So there's always him. He doesn't have any scandal. Um, yeah, he might be. I mean, he definitely is on the list. But I just it's tough. It's tough finding him a future bay. Um. Yeah. So, what else would should we talk about before we before we head out? Oh wow! And Joe never showed up. So. Yeah, that jerk. I'm gonna have to toss him out. Um. Go. Like, hopefully he's okay, right? No, he is. He's okay. Okay. Nothing's wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, then, then he's a jerk. He just, yeah. <laughs> then we can say he's a jerk. Yeah, but if it's something wrong, then it's like, well, then no. <laughs> you better show up to our um, last day. Next. I know, Joseph. Before we go, did you have an Eva Mendez moment, and would you like to give a shout-out? Uh, yes. So, um, on occasion, I do stand-up. So... But because of the pandemic, it's been really hard to do stand-up. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I really need to be different with people. But, you know, instead we've been doing Zoom. But I still feel weird about it. And I just started doing stand-up a little bit again. And then, like, my the show that I did, um, Judah Friedlander was on it. So mm-hmm. um, at, at the end of the show, like, we were, like, hanging out. And he was, like, talking to me, asking me all these questions. So I was, like, it was really cool, like, getting all this advice from, like, people that are like, successful 
That's stand-up. And then um, I applied to this, like, mentorship program with Hari Kondabalu, mm-hmm. who's another, like, comedian that I really admire. Um, I didn't get chosen, but even the people that didn't get chosen, he still uh, offered to do one-on-one. I don't want one with him, so I, like, mm. it's pretty cool, like, getting to be, like, talking to, like, people that I really admire in the stand-up community, like, to, like, and getting really great advice one-on-one. So it's, like, I was, like, wow, I'm, like, getting to talk, like, with these amazing people. And then also, like, it's you know, nice people think I'm funny. Some people say you shouldn't meet your idol, and it's nice to hear when you do meet people you admire and they do live up to the hype. I know with Judah, like, his mm. comedy, he seems like he doesn't like people or whatever he seems really mean, but, like, in real life, he's, like, so nice and, like, really supportive <laughs> of other comedians. So that was, like, really yeah. kind of cool. And Hart is just as nice as he seems. So. Very nice. So Any kind of awesome. shout-outs you want to give? Um, well, we're nearing the end, so gonna miss you and Joe mm. and Casey but hopefully okay. we'll work on other stuff together we'll keep talking offline and then yeah yeah and just all the people that you know come see my shows and you know give me support through this tough time so because we all need each other right now I think more than ever mm-hmm. more than ever Only, yeah you. especially with going to Supreme Court and Life, oh. like oh, so hard, and these holidays are really tough. So, so shout out to and family friends. Like we're moving so tough. backwards. I know. I just like, how is this <laughs> happening? I don't know. It's like, why do we fight this for this election for it to like be meaningless? Mm-hmm. I mean, some stuff was helpful, I guess, but uh, in the end, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping democracy is strong enough to fight all this. But it's like seems like so much. Too much stupidity. Too much reality uh, TV, right? Uh, I know. I think I think that might be the the thing. Um Eva Mendez Um I would have to say probably today when I did that TikTok. And not only did I feel okay about it, but before I post videos, I watch them all the way through because I'm a slight perfectionist. So I watch to see if, you know, my, I had something in my teeth. One time, oh, my God. Yesterday, I was doing the Joan Crawford scene, and when I was talking, I had so much lipstick on, I kept getting it on my teeth, so I had to delete the video and redo it. I think I did it, like, three times, and I'm like, oh, my God, can I stop with getting this lipstick on my teeth? It was crazy. Oh, my God. So, the moment when I'm, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, well, maybe I don't look so fat. Maybe I'm not as fat as I think I am on camera, you know, and and I I saw that I did a good job. I was proud of myself. I posted it and the comments were flooding in like, oh my God, you were so funny. Oh my God, I love this scene in the movie. You did a good job. One of my friends was, was like, Hollywood, you need to hire her. 
I mean, I'm just lip syncing, guys. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm lip syncing and I'm miming, basically, because I'm not really acting. But, um, yeah, it just, it, it felt nice to, like, finally be open and then, like, have it well-received. That was just, like, Well, you are a star. Smile. Thank you, love. I appreciate it. Oh, do you know the trick um, about not getting lipstick on your teeth? Did I what? Do you know the trick about not getting lipstick on your teeth? You're supposed to do that trick where, you like, it's not a trick. You're supposed to put well, whatever. Your, <laughs> it sounds gross. Put your finger in your mouth and pull it out. I get it. But I forgot to do it, and I couldn't figure out oh. why, and I was like, oh, you idiot. You're supposed to do that thing. And then I finally did it, and that's when it stopped. So I was like, well, what the heck? Why do I keep getting lipstick on my teeth? That was so stupid. Um, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to all the fans that have supported this show. Um, I probably should be giving a shout-out next week, but this show has afforded me friendships. Um, I learned how to interview people. I mean, this has been what a wild ride it's been. It's been crazy. And it started off me and three other people. And then it transformed to just me. And then it transformed to me and two other people. And then it I went away for a little bit, and then I came back with Joe, and and then I added you, and it's just been so amazing. Like, I would never trade the the years that I had on the show for anything, because it was just, it's eight years, it feels like 18, and... Ah, you did it for that long? I yeah, November 2013. That's At the time, I was unemployed, and I was on Twitter, and I met Doug, who was the original um, uh, host of the show. And maybe I'll even give it back to him, see what he can do with it, because um, he really he was a mentor to me as far as teaching me how to do the show and what to do. When it was under him, it got a lot of traction because he was working himself to the bone, promoting it and doing all this stuff. And it was just fun for me. It wasn't about promotion or getting paid or anything like that. It was just fun for me. So the vibe was different, but for him it was a little bit more, and yeah, I just, I really appreciate him, I appreciate Dallas and Kyle, who were on the show with me, and, you know, of course, you and Joe, but I also loved the interviews, like, I interviewed some of my best friends, and I'm still friends with them to this day, you know, Clayton James and Brian Moot. And do you know Brian Moot, the comic? I don't think I don't so. Know if you know him. Um, his 
brother, Pat Moot, was in a movie called, Un- I think it was Unhung Hero. And he proposed to a girl and she dumped him at the basketball cam, um, kiss cam, because he had a small penis. Um, well, I, I don't think he really had it. I don't think he really had a small penis, though. I think that was a joke. You look at the movie, he kind of flashes the camera, and that, that shit ain't small, but that's just me. And, um, yeah, just some of the people that interviewed Shane Johnson from Power, I got to interview him, and he, to this day, is still somebody that I keep in touch with. So it's just like, I don't know, this show has been, like, so amazing, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what we've done, but... It is time to move on to something else. So. I don't know how you feel about this idea. I was thinking for like our last show next week, if maybe invite mm-hmm. some of the fans to come on. I don't know if people want to reach out and maybe you'll pick somebody to come on. Yeah, I could do that. Just that'd be cool. There's to, a couple I don't know. people. I wanted to like to talk to somebody like that's like random. Mm. So. And I decided, if, since you had this been around for so long, maybe you have some fans that might, maybe, you know? I just get nervous because out. I had one really like, amazing maybe, like, experience, out like and, I like, said. You can screen them, you know? Yeah, that's And true. you can always mute that's them. True. You've got the power to mute. I just think it'd be true. Fun. I don't know. For the last show. I just don't want to get a jerk. <laughs> This is that like, one jerk that like that said the in being word in the show next week and they like, reach out. Whoa. Yeah. All and right. then like yeah. maybe they won't be on the whole time. Like maybe just like maybe like five of ten course. minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the rest of the time we just need to like do friends with three of us. So. True. True. Go big. Show though. Yeah. I know. True. All right, folks. Well. Next week is our last show. We will talk to you then. We appreciate you. We love you. Stay safe. And talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.